Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Somos Mas, the official podcast of Somos Mas NM and your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United and the New Mexico Runners. My name, of course, is Seth Bidoff. Thank you so much for listening. This is our Runners Report following the match this weekend against the Colorado Inferno FC. That match was on Saturday night up at the Rio Rancho Events Center, and the runners came out came out firing and picked up their second win of the season by a final of 12-9 over the visiting Colorado Inferno and former runners keeper Casey Gasson. The match got off to a quick start. Miguel Garcia picked up the opening tally for the runners, followed not too not too far after by an own goal by Casey, who actually, in talking to him after, he said he clipped the turf out of the event center, and call it, which caused the ball to go off of his foot funny, uh, giving the runners an early 2-0 lead. But then the Colorado Inferno came firing back. Between the second goal from the runners and the end of the first quarter, the Inferno would go on to score four unanswered goals. And I asked Coach Steve Famoletto what he felt or what he said to the guys and how to get them back on track after that happens. See, you just talked about it. Came out second win of the season. You know, the first quarter came out really, you know, started early, uh, early goal, then a misplay by Casey. Uh, you guys got an early 2-0 lead. And then uh, the Colorado came back, put yeah. four on answered up. What was the kind of thought process at that point? You know, what do you do to get the guys back on track? Uh, you know, the thing is just from their consistency, you know, even with that comeback, we still had more shots on the board, and unfortunately, some of our, you know, we classify shots something on frame. Yeah. It either hits the pole, you know, hits the crossbar, or hits the goalie or a defender. And for the amount of shots we had, we probably equaled that with shots wide open that we didn't even come close to it. I was going to ask you about that. The last time we talked um, after the uh, the Wichita match, yeah. you, you talked about one-on-one opportunities and early on there a couple almost look like open net opportunities that didn't quite go in um when you see that happening and what what do you say to the guys that hey you know is it just like a refocus or is it a you know what are we what are we seeing out there that we're like pulling our shots well you know what i try each one i try to actually talk to them when they come off about the technical aspect because i you know it's they think too much. Yeah. Sometimes they think too much and they, they try too hard. And if that was a simple pass, five-yard pass in front of the goal like that, 98% of the time it's going to be right on target, and the other 2% it's going to be close to your target. But, you know, they wind up and they want to go for a grand slam when it's a bunt, you know? Right. And, and, and that's that comes with maturity and experience. You know, and hopefully as the season goes on, we start hitting those things. But that's been our nemesis the whole season. I mean, if you go back and review our games, with the exception of two games, we could have, I mean, literally won. All of them. When the amount of those. I was joking with uh, Miggy Garcia after the game, because Miggy just, this is his first game of the season, because he's been injured. Yeah. And as a result, I told him, you know, all those wide open goals, if you hit them, you'd probably be league leading scorer today alone. You know, he could add double digits. Yeah. So it's it's hard to really give answers to the guys on those, you know. Following Coach Steve Famoletta's advice, the runners were able to get back on track, and Sergio Fuentes cut the scoreline to 4-3 uh, early in the second quarter. But from there, the Inferno still managed to keep their lead through the end of the half, 
It was a back-and-forth affair for the remainder of the second quarter and ended the half by a scoreline of 5-6 in favor of the Inferno. Then at halftime, whatever coach Steve Famoletta again said to the the guys, it lit a fire under them. They came out firing in the third quarter, picking up three goals in the opening nine minutes of the second half to take an 8-6 lead over the Inferno. But the Inferno were not done yet. They answered quickly to pick up their seventh of the night. But Jacob Gondaria, Colton Ord, and Marshad Amadi would not let that goal go unanswered, uh, running off four consecutive unanswered goals for the infer- for the runners to put them up by a di- by a difference of twelve to seven. The Inferno did close out the match, scoring the final two goals of the affair after having pulled Casey Gasson in order to move to six outfield players to try to give themselves an attacking boost. But the runners had enough, held on, and picked up their second win of the season. After the match, I had a chance to talk to Jacob Gondaria, who picked up a hat trick and two assists on the night. I also talked to Colton Ord, former roommate of one Casey Gasson, about how it was facing off against him and what they were seeing on the night. Jacob, fantastic match tonight. The runners, of course, pulled out the win. You, I think you pulled out a hat trick and a couple assists on the night. What were you seeing out there against Colorado tonight? And what do you think that you guys did well? Um, I think we just kept our composure, um, which we've been working on. Uh, started off well, kind of came back. So I think we did a good job of just staying calm and working as a team. And we were able to finish at the end. We, we they weren't finishing in the first quarter. And fortunately, those, those came back for us in the fourth quarter. Uh, so yeah, like I said, you guys had a couple opportunities there early on. You know, a couple uh, listed like open net situations. Mm-hmm. Ball didn't quite go in. Yeah, and there was a, there was an early three on one there. I think it was the fourth quarter. Didn't quite get it there. But you guys made up for it there at the end. You know, what does it take in those type of situations to make sure that you're getting the ball into the back of the net, not missing those opportunities? Uh, just focusing and, and and not really thinking about it. Kind of just playing soccer, going with uh, your instincts and and just just playing soccer and forgetting about those mistakes. Having a, uh, a short memory is, is a big thing in, in any sport. Yeah. Uh, Nate's distribution night seemed to be picking out some guys pretty well. Uh, can you speak to that a little bit and how that helps when his distribution is you know on point? Yeah, I think Nate's been great all year. Honestly, um, he, he's he's able to make really good decisions uh, as a goalie, um, throwing it up or playing it short. You know, he mixes it up well, which helps us uh, kind of get the defense uh, off a little bit, and and we can play our, our game. All right, well, Colton, great game tonight. You got a, you had a goal, and uh, you uh, kind of had a run in with a former roommate. I've been told Casey gets on down down there at the end. Uh, what's it like going up against Casey after playing with him for so long? Uh, it's a fun one. That was one that I was really looking forward to. Actually, on the schedule, I saw we play him three times this season. Yeah. And I was like, oh, we get to see Casey on the opposite side. So it's fun being a defender, always working with him, and now. To put one away past him is kind of fun too. Yeah. So there seemed to be an intensity for you guys tonight. You know, we've been out here a couple times, and and there just there seemed to be a different level of intensity. Is what's been going on in practice that's kind of brought that out? Uh, you know, it's uh, we're getting like a core set of guys now. We're kind of getting back in the swing of things, and I think just starting to mesh. Uh, unfortunately, it's a little late in the season to start meshing. Yeah. But uh, you know, we're starting to come together, and it looks good. Uh, you know, going to Wichita and pulling a win there. Last week wasn't our best showing, I guess two weeks ago against RGV. Uh, but hopefully we can keep the momentum going and keep it rolling. Yeah, we talked to Coach Steve about it a little bit. You know, you guys took, obviously took off last season, didn't play together. So 
you know, I, I would think that that mesh like you talked about is a good feeling and, you know, kind of gives you guys some confidence going here towards the last few matches, maybe pull out a playoff spot. Yeah, yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, if we can win out, playoff spot should be there. Uh, if we get some results, too, you know, that's going to help us a long way. So, you know, we keep that meshing going and our schedule doesn't look awful finishing out. Uh, if we put games together like we did today and in Wichita, then I think it, it might be a possibility. So, And, of course, we talked to Coach Steve Famoletta about how the club is progressing and what he thinks their chances are uh, about making the playoffs going into the final stretch of the season. Yeah, and, and you know, I was going to ask you, too, there were a couple of situations there in the second half. I think you're both going to in the fourth quarter. Two three-on-one situations where you had three guys down there against Casey. First opportunity obviously didn't go in. I think it went off the off the post. And yeah. then second one, you were able to take advantage. Do you have – is that something you work on in, in, in practice? And how do you help guys you know, take advantage of that? You know, the thing that that's something you we always work on. Always, always, always. And, you know, the thing is – the outdoor game, it's very prevalent too, but indoors, it's transition is an instant transition because the space is so small. One split second and you're dead. Now on our attack in that last minute, because the other team was pressing, we were really doing well, counterattacking numbers wise. And of course we got that goal from far out, so they, they set their goals back in. And as a result, we had the space to run at them. You know, you work on that, you work on it, and I mean that's gotta be a high percentage finish. And unfortunately, you know, it's not. Training, we hit them. Yeah. Then game time, and, and once again, it, it comes down to maturity. You know, and some of the guys, when I say maturity, it's not their physical age. It's, you know, what they got upstairs toward the game. And sometimes, you know, uh, downstairs, their skills and their technique is much more advanced than their upstairs. And when, the, you know, put on the gas, when to put on the brake. Right. But, I, you know, once again, work rate, though, this, I, I'm so proud of them. These guys, they deserved it. You know, they really deserve it. As a coach at this point in the season, some days, you know, there's no quit in me. There's absolutely no quit in me, but I'll tell you, sometimes you get a little frustrated and just <laughs> shake your head. It's like, guys, you are sometimes our own worst enemy. Yeah. You know, and, and today it, it worked out, and I pray to God the rest of the season, it starts leaning that way a little more and a little more and a little more. Tonight you guys face off against Casey Gasson, former runner and guy that you've coached. Probably, yeah. probably not a lot of coaching going on there with, yeah. with his with well, how I, much I, of a veteran. I've coached is. Casey as a kid in okay. this state even, so, yeah, he's uh, – He's family to me, you know. Um, my assistant coach happens to be my son. You know, these guys grew up together. Uh, they played in a league like this, gosh, when they were in high school. Okay. You know, and it was so, and I played back then with them in the league. I mean, it was, so my history with Casey's great. And the guys, you know, it's, it's all like family. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. They're not going to take it easy on them. As you can see, they... They clobbered him a few times. Yeah, yeah. I, I talked to him about the one uh, about the knock he took with uh, with Colton, and then yeah. uh, there was another one that he kind of like he hit his arm on the on the concrete back there. But yeah. you know, when you're playing against a guy like Casey, who is obviously super talented, knows your system. Yeah. What sort of changes do you make, if if anything at all? I don't make any system okay. any system changes at all. You know, that it's very very hard uh, when it comes to tactics. To once again, because it's such a fast game, we have two primary systems of play or styles of play that we shoot for. And in the bottom line is, I, it doesn't matter if the other team knows it or not because it's not American football. It's not paper. You know, on paper, it's so fluent. And the idea is to get the other team unbalanced. 
And you know, it's no different than boxing. I want a guy to drop his shoulder and then it's the same thing out here. We always try to go numbers up and be bullies. Be bullies on the players. Um, you know, Casey the second won the goal. I know Colton let him have it. The first one though, that I laughed, I knew what it was. Yeah. Casey was wasting the clock and I, <laughs> I appreciated it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, he played for me a long time. You know, our trainer, Doc, she got ready to run on the field. I was like, nope, it's Casey, he's doing his thing. She stopped in her track. Yeah, he's doing his thing. Yeah. But, but yeah, the second time, Colton did did wallop him pretty good. Yeah, yeah but he's, you know, Casey's a great guy. Um, it's a misfortune. Well, it's fortunate for his family, the situation moving, but it's misfortune for us. I mean, you know, we love having him on the squad. But, you know, he's playing somewhere else. As long as he's playing and he's happy, and he's a good advocate for the game, then I'm happy. So four matches left after tonight. I was looking at the standings. Jerry looks like there might be a backdoor chance. You talked about it. You guys you know sliding into the playoffs. You know, with the, with the type of intensity that I saw tonight, you know, what do you think is happening with this club to, to bring that level of intensity out? And do you think that carries over and possibly slide in the playoff spot? You know, I'll tell you, it, it's it's almost collectively. Hey, Case, take care, brother. Be safe. Love you. It's collectively, you know, this is, so the last few weeks, transitionally in the season, detrimental in indoor. You know, the, our first few years, by this time of year, the amount of injuries we had, you know, you start with a big pool, and we've talked about this before, and that pool diminishes pretty quickly. But we're still strong. We are very, very strong about 18, 19, strong. We got a lot of young guys in, in for training purposes that they haven't seen the field yet. And barring injury, they probably they probably won't. But those guys are man, they are so instrumental in coming in and helping us because it just everything. The new blood and in training, the attitude in training. And it's like you said, you, know, you look at the standings and hey, someone's gotta win the lottery. Yeah. You know, and that's the way I look at it. You know, you give it the best, but you, you don't win the lottery without buying a ticket. That's true. So we've got to win every game, man. That's our ticket, winning every game. Yeah. And then you see, you know, then it's up to the soccer gods. Yeah. Keep your fingers crossed and, and pray. Uh, I, was talking, I was talking to Casey earlier. He said uh, he made a mention of the referees tonight, and uh, it definitely seemed like there was a little bit of jawing going between, you know, the players and the refs and maybe you guys. I, I couldn't really tell. One thing I will tell you, we've really, really, been working on um, our attitude toward the refs. We've, and that is something conscious that we work on. Now, I got some guys, you know, they're all passionate. No one, no one wants to lose. I don't want to lose. Right. And it is very hard. It's loud with the music you can't hear. I, I scream quite a bit. But I try to scream at the players. But with the referees, I'll tell you, uh, this game we did a very good job of we backed off the other team. They just fueled and fueled. And you know what? Some of the calls, I'll tell you, the calls are going to be iffy. But to react like that, no matter what's my team or the opponent, my team, I get furious when they react like that because my always my answer to them is, well, coach, these referees, really? 12 wide open goals. Bye, George. Thank you. Bye bye. It's good seeing you. Take care. You know, 12 wide open goals. Yeah. What are you going to do about that? You're going to beat yourself up? You're going to yell at your teammates about it? No. And don't know if this athlete blows one because they're gone. They're gone. And, and learned a long, long time ago. It's much nicer to be friends with them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't doubt that. And, you know, one thing I noticed from the youth level up, it, I noticed that, especially at the youth level, it's a parenting issue. The parents tend to get on the referees and things like that. Mentally, for, for, for younger players, especially some of the guys on the squad, when they've been around those types of environments, 
How do you work with them on getting out of the mindset of blaming the ref and just focusing on their play and what they can do to impact the outcome? So a lot of it's just real time. When we train, you know, there's fouls in training. And I manipulate fouls in training. I call a foul out of the blue. And you still get guys that will, you know, what? Cool, line up. And I literally, and we do a little running. It's not punish, it's preparation. It's like, guys, look, that split second reaction, that split section reaction that you stop means you're going to have to sprint again. It, it definitely means now you're going to have to sprint because you've given them an advantage right away. So I'm going to prepare you one way or the other. You, you play correctly or you, you react to calls like that. And i got to prepare you because now we're on a, you know, it's a counterattack defensively and we got to run, 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 run. Yeah. And, but once again, some of them, it's, it's just they're so spirited that they, you just can't get away from it. And, and what you mentioned, like, with the, the parenting type of thing, that's a problem that we have with a lot of the refs in the league. Now, some of the refs in the league, depending where you travel, you know, they have, they're at a higher level. They're in a, a market that's a higher level. They've been exposed to bigger games. A lot of our guys are in that atmosphere. When a parent opens their mouth, they have the ability in outdoor soccer, blow the whistle, show them a yellow card, and now everyone's, coach, if you don't get this done, you're going to get ejected. So now the parent, you know, they get on each other, self-governed. Well, here you got people up in the stands telling the ref about their moms, you know, and their yeah. and their mom's sister and that yeah. sort of thing. And some of them you could see they just get so flustered and they can't do anything about the fans. So you better not be that player that opens your mouth because you're yeah. gonna get it, man. You're gonna get it hard. Yeah. And it's human nature. Yeah. All right, one final question for you, Nate Yeager. Fantastic performance tonight. I was trying to keep track of the number of saves that he made, and I think it's somewhere around. 2022 save, something like that. I'd have to go back and look at the stats. Uh, can you speak a little bit to his performance tonight and going forward to the next match? Oh, man, Nate, Nate's been solid the whole season. Uh, you know, Nate, um, I call him Cool Cat. That's my nickname for him. I don't know what the fans are calling him, but, um, I, you know, I, I, to me, he's just, he's got the perfect goalie disposition. He's just aloof. I mean, he's a very highly intelligent dude, really cool, but it just, everything's chill with Nate, you know, and it just, and it shows, and you got to be like that, and uh, I haven't, I think I've seen Nate the whole season, tonight he, he ooh man, he gave up one that he just kind of rolled right down the middle, bad distribution, but that's maybe one of three that I count on, you know, one hand, yeah. the whole season, so yeah, it's a pleasure having him out there, you know, he's great once again, great advocate for the game. Fantastic advocate for our organization and for New Mexico soccer. You know, it's just brilliant. Yeah. All right, well, Coach, thanks so much. Congratulations on the win. Thank you and, so much. Uh, we'll see you guys, I think, three weeks. Okay, sounds awesome. Yeah. Last but not least, I took a few minutes of Casey Gesson's time to talk to him about coming back to New Mexico to play against his former club. And he dropped a little bit of knowledge on us, dropped some information about his future. So I will just... Uh, I'll let that play, and I'll let you guys hear Casey talk about his future. Casey, you know, we talked to you on the podcast last year. You were out in Omaha at that time. Now you're up in Colorado. How does it feel coming back to, to the event center? Honestly, it's coming back home. I really miss the fans. Um, I really miss my team. Um, it's, it was a very special night for me. I was very excited to come out and put a show one last time for my team because this will probably be my last year playing indoor. Oh, so you're officially announcing your your retirement? retirement yes. Oh man, sorry to hear that. You I've been, know, I've been I know uh, you've been playing quite a while. You've had a had a pretty tremendous career, and 
And uh, so I want to ask you, you know, when we had you on the show last year, we talked to you about goalkeeping and, you know, the duties of goalkeeper and how that, how that kind of, how does, how is this different from playing outdoor soccer? And I noticed tonight you're, when you're playing the ball, you're playing off the glass quite a bit. And, you know, how does that work into this? It's very different. Uh, outdoor, you got time to think and um, pass the ball, pick up your head, and indoor is just fast pace, off the wall, off the wall, one, two, back pose has been killing us this season, but as a team, we just got to get back together, collective. But yeah, in goalie from indoor and outdoor, it's totally different, day and, day and night. The, the new goalie, Nate Yoder, will tell you that it is totally different. Yeah. But he's doing really good. I'm very proud of him. You took a spill uh, there in the fourth quarter uh, when Colton came in, got the goal. It looked like you got a bit of a bump. Are you okay? I, I, you got to feel that tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> funny thing is, Colton used to be my roommate. <laughs> yeah, oh, is he? Yeah, he used to be my roommate when I lived out here, so it was kind of funny. I mean, he was going for the ball. There's no hard feelings. Yeah. You move on. Yeah, it looked like you were a little bit unhappy with the, with the referee there. Uh, I was unhappy with the ref the entire game. Honestly, probably the worst ref in the entire league. Yeah. It was kind of rough, you know. The, the, and not just on our part, even on the runners. There were some fouls that they should have not called on them, and it, it, they were just off. I don't know what they were watching. Yeah, the match started off kind of kind of rough. Uh, a little bit of a misplay. I don't know if you can talk about like what happened there. Did it just go like, off your foot wrong? Or? So I kicked the ground. When oh, I kicked okay. the ground, it hit my shin guard, and it started struggling back. Oh, okay, yeah, <clears throat> unfortunate there. But you had some great saves, put on a, on a great performance tonight. And and I, I gotta ask, you know, do you think Earl could do this? <laughs> I <laughs> can barely pick up the phone. <laughs> Just kidding, Earl. I don't need a nasty message. Um, maybe, maybe I don't know. Yeah. Earl, come to Colorado. We need a goalie. <laughs> well, Casey, it's good to see. You. Congratulations on the on the new baby, and you know. Thank you. Good. And that's the biggest reason why I'm retiring. I want to dedicate. I dedicated my life to my sports and my soccer. And uh, I want to dedicate my time to my family and uh, yeah. do something different, you know? Hey, you know, the, Tom Brady just retired. Perfect time for you to announce another GOAT retiring, you know. But I appreciate it and glad to see you tonight, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. There you have it, everyone, from the GOAT himself. One of the greatest in New Mexico soccer, Casey Gasson, calling it a career at the end of this season. Casey, he's a friend of the show. We've had him on before. Uh, hopefully we'll have him on again soon. Uh, we would love to talk some more soccer with him. His knowledge is something that all of us, especially Earl, could could use some help from. But uh, Casey, we wish you all the best in whatever comes next for you. We wish you and your family well, and we cannot wait to see you again. There you have it, folks. That's the end of tonight's show. As we stated at the top, the runners did pick up their second win of the season by a final of 12-9. to they do have four matches remaining on their schedule this coming weekend on Saturday, February 12th. They do play the Inferno once again, but that match will be in Colorado. And following that, their next home match will be on February 26th. Um, we will have, of course, the scores from this weekend um, coming up next week on the show. And, you know, just looking at the standings real quick. The runners still have a chance to make the playoffs. They will, of course, most likely have to win out and then get some help on the back end. But the schedule is promising, and it looks like some of the clubs at the top of the division standings still have to face the undefeated RGV Barracudas, which could play into the runners' favor. So get out there when the runners are back on February 26th. Cheer them on at the Rio Rancho Event Center, and hopefully they can squeak into that 
last playoff spot. Until next time, everyone, Somos Amigos. You've been listening to Somos Mas, your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United, the USL, and the New Mexico Runners. All of our shows are recorded live on Tuesday nights and are streamed on our YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter pages. An audio-only version of the show goes live later in the week on all major podcast platforms. Our show is written and produced by Seth Bidoff, Jacob Terrell, and Earl Nieto, and is edited by Seth. All episodes are recorded and edited using StreamYard and Audacity.